Hello everybody and welcome to this edition of the views from the 573. Hope you all are doing well today. Thank you all for tuning in wherever and however you're tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Today on the show, we're talking some NBA and can't even really say it's the midway point right now considering there's over 50 games that have been played. Uh, but one thing we're going to touch on today is where things are heading with the final 20 to 25 games left of the regular season until we get to the playoffs starting in about two months. And of course, I couldn't do this without Charles Jones. Charles, welcome back to the show, man. I know. What's up, my guy? It's been a little minute. Yes, sir, it has. Uh, we were talking pre-show, uh, talking about what we're about to talk about here in a minute. And uh, I was like, there's a lot to discuss with uh, with what's happened uh, since we last talked. And uh, we got an incredible stretch here that's really going to determine, I think, a whole lot th- from what we have left in the season. Um, So, I guess let's get started off. We talked about this also pre-show and talk about, a little bit about All-Star Weekend, of course, in Utah. Um, how much of it did you watch? As far as the weekend goes, probably not the best weekend All Star game. Like, you know, it was, it was, yeah, it was whatever. We, we, we can say it was mid. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mid weekend for sure. Um, you can also probably say Mac probably saved the whole weekend because of how awesome he was. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people say he saved not only the All Star weekend, but uh, the dunk contest. Yeah, you, you hope he does, but at the same time, like, we're going to let a, a guy that just signed on with the Sixers on a two-way come from the G League do it. Um, you know, maybe it does spark, like, uh, what a lot of people have been saying, uh, the the stars getting back into the dunk contest. But, I mean, if he's going to be back next year like he said he is, he's going to be a really, really high favorite to go back-to-back. Um but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And you already know he's going to be gunning for. Oh yeah. I, I, I want to ask you though, who did you expect to win the three point contest? Uh, well, Dame I thought was always a good bet. Um, I did not see. Well, maybe Buddy. I could have seen Buddy in the finals. I did not see Halliburton at all making it. Really good shooter, so I can't say I was too surprised, but 
I wasn't expecting him to, you know, flame out. Of when, you know, once they got to the championship round. But I was like, you know what, that could happen. You know, some guys start off hot and then, you know, they go cold when it matters the most. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, If anything, I thought guys like... Of course, Tatum, I thought, could have had a really good shot. Um, Kevin Herter. I'd say Tatum is uh, a little more streaky, which I was surprised. You know, I was surprised he was even in the contest. But, you know, even more than that, I'd say Julius Randle was a bigger surprise. Yeah. I think they just wanted to throw a big man in there. But, yeah, my, my picks were initially Dane, uh, like you said, Kevin Herter. And uh, who, who, who? Buddy, we already discussed Buddy, though. But yeah. Those were, you know, those were my dreams to win it this year. Yeah, and you know, you could probably throw Markin in there as well, you know, just, you know, the hometown guy, you know, just throw him in there. But I think, yeah, Dame, Herder, Heald, those are probably the safe ones. Um, With, I think, guys like Hero and Tatum, I think, the, I think those guys were probably in the running, but... Yeah, other than uh, other than all that stuff, it was kind of a whatever type of weekend. This this is me All Star weekend for like the first time, the first first time in a long time. I guess I wasn't as excited, you know, especially for the game. You know, depending on whether or not you had you know different snubs and everything. Mm hmm. But uh, like like I said, I missed it. I might have to look up the highlights to actually see you know SGA plays. Probably my favorite part was Giannis trying to pick a job when he he didn't know the rules of the draft. That was probably my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody's like, well, Giannis, everybody know who you're going for next. So instead, he picked the look. He picked the look alike because you know they say John uh, SGA. You know, they kind of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't blame Giannis for jumping the gun a little bit. I'd, I'd pick Ja, too, not because he's on my favorite team most of the time, um, but I'd also pick him because, like, he's an extraordinary talent. Pair him with Giannis and let's have some fun. Uh, but, but I also can't blame Giannis for not knowing the rules and not knowing them very clearly. Yeah, probably being, what, like, the, the fifth-time All-Star captain or, or maybe third. Yeah. KD was an all-star captain. Maybe maybe the year before, I, I can't put it on there. I think Steph might have even been one. I think Young is a three-time all-star captain. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just kind of a, like you said, a mid type of all-star weekend. Um, So, you know, you hope Indianapolis can put on a better show next year since that's where it's at. Um, But, uh, yeah, just kind of a so-so kind of weekend. Um, so, but why we are here is to talk about kind of, I got a couple questions, you know, like a sort of, it's not 20 questions, but like a 10 questions NBA edition of like stuff we've seen in the first, if you want to call it first half and then what we see and what we think we're going to see in the next half. So the first thing I have on here is. Charles, we're going to spend a couple minutes talking about how our teams, how, how are we feeling about our teams um, heading into this last stretch of the season? 
Well, you know, I sort of got, you know, I sort of got two teams. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you honestly know, I'm, I'm a Thunder fan by heart. I'm just ready to see if, see my Thunder, you know, I feel like they're going to go on a, a, a crazy good run, a crazy good sneaky run in the back half of the season. Make the play-in, uh, uh, you know, make the play-in, obviously. But I definitely can see us, you know, making a little push for the playoffs. Maybe, maybe one, some of the West teams, you know, with the standards being so close, somebody, an injury here and there, guys might drop off production that they were, you know, were going crazy early on in the season. I just feel like we'll have a chance to definitely make the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's as much as it goes on my Thunder. Now, the Clippers, on the other hand, I already, you know, like I say, they've been my dark horse before the start of the season. You know, I'm expecting them, you know, to be blessed with health this this season. No, no major injuries. Yep. Honestly, dealing with low management, but uh, you know, I, I picked them to win, and I, and I still stand by it. Even more now that you know they get to pick up Westbrook, and it's like a it's like a high risk, um, you know, like a a high risk low reward, if anything, because you know them being able to get them. You know, for the vet minimum, you know, after being bought out, that's a big pickup. As far as the star power, and I say not just star power, but the pace of the, the you know the pace of the game he's going to bring to him. Because you know, the Clippers are more slower paced teams in the league because you know Kawhi and PG they post up minis. Yeah. Uh, they just you know they they're not pushing the ball like that. I say now you get a point guard that can actually facilitate it, and he's going to push the tempo and bring energy at times. Like I said, if you, if you watch any Clippers games, you'll, you'll know how. It seems like they need a guy that can be a big, big energy spark to bring him in. You know, they were saying that's Norman Powell, but with Westbrook, there's going to be no question about the energy. He's going to be able to make these passes. You're going to have to accept the turnovers, but he'll be, I think he'll be a way better fit than with LA because he, he'll have plenty of shoes. Mm-hmm. He'll have two. Two legit other stars. He never got to play. You know, I, I say, I guess you could say AD and LeBron. That was the other, only other time he's had two other legit stars. But I say he's never played with two other legit stars that can shoot, like really shoot, great shooters, create their own shots and everything. So, and be spectacular defenders. He's never had that to know. There's no argument there. So, as they say, it's definitely going to be a championship of us for the Clippers, but they, they have so many weapons, you know, to utilize. And like I say, even if Westbrook doesn't start, but, you know, they, they reported on him probably more than likely starting. Even if he comes off the bench, he's still going to have a plethora of weapons to, you know, keep defenses honest. Like, you, even if you try to play off of him, he can just attack the rim, but he'll still always be surrounded by shooters on the floor. So, I'm, I'm just looking forward to, you know, the Clippers. If anything. Uh, so as far as my Grizz, um, of course, they've been on a little bit of a downside here. Start off really well, and then, I don't know, ever, I guess ever since the, the Shannon Sharp incident, um, they've, uh, <laughs> something's been go- going on with them. Um, but I think also, um, not having Steven Adams in the lineup. Yeah, I just say you guys miss Steve-O, don't they? People that don't watch the Grizzlies, they don't know how important Steve-O is. For the team, just, just in, in general, like I, the, the big blue guy, the, the guy that does all the small things and makes life uh, a lot easier for John. You know, losing him, people don't pay attention to that, you know, unless you're a diehard fan and actually watch the Grizzlies. 
like no you do so you know how big of an impact it is not having help your games oh it, it's huge the screens he sets the offensive rebounds how he cleans up the boards i mean it's huge you can't ignore that stuff it, again it's like you said it's the little things that you miss and those little things when he's out become big things that are hard to ignore with what's going wrong with them at the moment um they, they, add, they add up a lot kind of like gary yeah Payne. gary Payne the second with gold state soon as they lose him i, I don't think it's just a, you know unhinged without a doubt that losing him was a, a big loss towards their defense and you know what they want to do oh you, yeah you know he had to mean a lot to them if they traded one of their second overall picks just to get the guy back yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean it, the, the guys that do the little things are so huge. Yeah, and so I think ever since that and ever since Steve-O has been out, it's really been uh, tough sledding. But they've gotten a couple wins here and there, but it, they, it's been tough. And so... But they, but they had some you know, injuries, injuries as well. Yeah. So is every other team, but Darren's are even bigger. You know, Bane missing games here and there. For for a little stretch, I say Dylan Brooks. He'll get, he he he's so inconsistent. Like you know, <laughs> even though even though I don't care for Brooks, you know you know because all the antics Brooks does, yeah, it's <laughs> just part of the game. You know, you know trying to get under you, but you know he'll have plenty of games where he wants to just jack up shots. I mean, he'll probably play good once, maybe once or twice every five to six games, and then your boy Jaron Jackson. You know, he, he, he's a foul machine. Uh, some of the fouls that he commits, yeah. they have me scratching my head because he needs to be on the floor. But he always wants to go for a block or, or just like a bad steal. Like, what are you doing? You, you're too important to be a foul trip. Yeah. You know what? Actually, the crazy thing is, is that when his usage, his usage has been up on the offensive end, there's been really, really good results. And, and getting him buckets, whether it's on the three-point line or finding a mismatch, getting him in the post and having him do his thing on the inside. So, yeah, it's a good point. It's something interesting to watch coming out of All-Star break, considering you got two nationally televised games coming up and seeing how he plays. But when you get Steven Adams back, I think it's going to really help a lot of things. It's going to help Jaw a little bit more, get the screens that he wants to operate. It's going to help out Jaron. It's going to help out the whole team and getting him back and doing those little things. So I I think that's a big thing to watch and seeing if they can get back to the form they had earlier in the season. And I'd say they'll have a a pretty pretty good test coming up. You know, with Joel and B don't come to town, I think that that Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Do they play? Do they play in Philly? I think they play in Philly. I think I saw they play in Philly. <laughs> they, they they're gonna need all hands on that. Jared Jackson, he, he gonna have to stay out of foul trouble. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I see that probably gonna be uh you know kind of hard to do. You know, if, uh he's placed on guarding them B any stretches of the game. Yeah, that's gonna be the matchup to watch. Um. But yeah, I think as far as our two teams or three teams rather, I think uh, that that's where I think we uh, see them heading down the stretch. Um, should be fun. Um, as far as the teams that have been the biggest surprise this year, who's kind of surprised you? I have a list of mine, but who are some of yours? Are we going out, out 
after each conference, just just you know throw out a few names, maybe. Yeah, throw out a couple teams. So, uh, first and foremost, a team that that has to, that that has surprised me, and like I, I got a chance to watch a couple of their games, so they're, they're not a fluke. You know, if people look at them, but I'm gonna definitely say say the Kings. That's one of mine. Yep. The Kings just. Which we probably should not be surprised, but like no, no local, no big time media coverage, all that. So you know how they, how, how they've been, you know, kind of a, ter- a terrible, <laughs> not necessarily terrible, to just a bad team for a long stretch. You don't want to take them serious, but when I when I go through different conversations or forums, or you know, no, surprisingly enough, you'll you'll meet. Fans of fan base to sign up what highlights and stuff go up. You hear how they were talking about that, you know, they saw this coming with the Kings. Them against the bonus was, was huge, which which proved the numbers definitely huge for the Kings. Yes. But yeah, they, they've been one of the biggest surprises this this year for me. So that's, you know, that's just out West. Everybody else in the West, like, it, it's what you, you know, you expected to see. Besides Golden State being as terrible as they had been on, you know, on the road. Yeah, but that's out west. In the east, I, I, I'm not really think I'm surprised. It's kind of playing out how you know I expected it to. Like I expected the maybe the top four through five teams, you know, to be Boston, Milwaukee. It was Brooklyn, but we, we know how we seen how that went. <laughs> but surprisingly, you know what? I, I should just throw Brooklyn in there. We, and then they, we shouldn't kind of see that much of a surprise now, even after the after the trade. You know, getting McCall Bridges. Who I say? Who I think? You know, let's get KD trade him in the long run. The Suns, you, you got to win. KD is, you know, for win now. Definitely, especially with Chris Paul older. But man, McCall Bridges was gonna be huge for him. If, if you ever just watch him actually play, but in the offense, you will know that he, he probably was more likely gonna blossom into a start. Yeah, you know, he's gonna he's gonna get more usage. So when he just had like a forty five point game for, for Brooklyn. <laughs> Like, I was not surprised because I knew he had it in him. Because he also came to the league just known as a defender. Yep. So, you know, this game just improved. His offensive game improved every year. And like we saw playing Chris Paul in the deep book. But if you watch his son's games, it, even against my Thunder, you know, just the teams that I like, you'll see McCall Bridge going. I said, man, ooh, somebody put a hand up on this guy. <laughs> but, but, you know, like I say, like, it is probably going to be him being there to break out to the start because he's going to get more usage. And, and the team that he dropped 45 on was the Miami Heat, who, you know, who are no slouches defensively as a, you know, as a team. No. It's not, and he was doing this against Jimmy Butler, you know, you know, like a, a, a real known defender and different stuff like that. So I feel like they, with, with all they got back in the two trades for KD and Kyrie, they, they're loaded. They're like the best, I say the best starter role players team ever. <laughs> like, like, like right now, seriously, if you look through that roster, man, they, Exactly. So, you know, I figure they're, they're going to probably be a surprise the rest of the season. Might just be able to edge on the stay in that fourth spot. I say New York turning it around because no one was, you know, expecting them to be doing anything even after they signed Brunson, even though Jalen Brunson has been the most improved player. But he has, you know, superstar potential on my team with the way he's been playing. So now it makes you look at what's Luka, you know, what's Luka the one that have him in, a, you know, the problem, you know, keeping him from. Really bursting out. 
So I, I look at I look at the Knicks too as a bigger surprise on the season. And you know that that's it about the East. Like I say, the other teams you expect to be up there: Philly, uh, Celtics, uh, the Bucks. You know, you just expect those teams to be there. Even even Miami, but you know Miami been riddled with injuries and different stuff, so no continuity there. But yeah, that's I say. Like I said, just Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, and Sacramento for me. Yeah, Sacramento was one of mine's I had on my list. I mean, uh, and looking at where they are, they're number three in the West. They're three games out of the two seed from the Grizz, and they've just been remarkable. Sabonis so has been big time. Getting Herder has been big time. De'Aaron Fox was named an All Star this year. So like playing All Star ball. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like like I say, they're not a fluke to me. They're they're a good team if you actually sit down and watch them play. Oh yeah, I I watched them play when when we went to Sacramento and uh, they could not miss the entire game from three. It's, 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 oh, yeah, but they they had snipers. Malik Monk, Harrison, they're two now. He's filling it up. I'm looking at you, Harrison Barnes. <laughs> that man just would not miss. It seems like somebody turned the two K sliders up on him. <laughs> look, you, we always had those games where a player. Why does he want to go off on my team all of a sudden? Exactly. I'm a, th- I'm, a thunder, I'm a Thunder fan, so I've seen plenty of records broken on us. I've seen players go off on us that had no business going off on us. I, trust me, I understand all the pain you're feeling, Rhino. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, like some, guys get, some guys just get on the run, and, you know, they be, they just become unstoppable going on fire. Sacramento, they were definitely one of them. Um, you bring up a good point with the New York teams. I had the Cavs on here. I think just because we had to see how Donovan and Garland were going to work. And just seeing how well those two have blossomed with each other, along with Mobley, Okoro, and Jared Allen, has just been awesome to see transpire. And you can see why they're one of the top teams out east that's not named Milwaukee, Boston, or Philly. And, you know, I kind of took a look, you know, going to the Bucks. They're not a surprise, but just because, like, how many injuries they have had. Milton hasn't played for a good bulk of the season. They've had Holiday out a couple times. You had Brooke Lopez coming back. And, like, yeah, you expected the Bucks to be at the top, but they just had so many injuries. You know, you were wondering if it was going to take an effect. But uh, I think if I had to pick my two... I think Kings in the West and Cavs in the East, I would have to say. But you bring up a good point yeah. about the New York teams. They've been oh, yeah. surprises so far. They've been, they've been surprises. You know, you want to go up and say that, you know, when KD and Kyrie was there. But now, yeah. I think they're going to end up being a, a bigger surprise and probably still stay in that top, that top five, you know, that top five in the East anyways. Yeah. Could be, could be a, sneaky, a sneaky upset team, too. 
you know, just, you know, just in the first round. I mean, I mean, because Dim Witty, Dim Witty with Carl Bridges, I mean, that's, that's kind of sneaky. And Cal Thomas is, I, I say he's a young superstar in the making. He can fill it up on the offensive end, that's for sure. Yeah, he can shoot, you man. Know, you, don't, you don't have someone to contain him, especially in the playoff series. He could be going off on your bench and, you know, you know, going in. Yep. But, uh, but the Cavs, I can kind of give why, give why you see them as a surprise, but I was looking at it more so. They just lost, you know, marketing and and uh, Sexton. Yeah. And, and you know, Sexton was coming off an injury, and I knew, you know, Laurie Marketing was a, uh, I mean, not Laurie Marketing, but you know, well, Laurie Marketing was a, you know, uh, you thought he would have been a bigger piece for the Cavs anyway. Mm-hmm. And he he's had a great season so far, anyways. Our well All Star, well deserved All Star. But yeah, I was like the Cavs. They they basically kept they saying you. Core nucleus and bench together, you know, and they just added Donovan Mitchell, which which we seen was was huge. You know, people saying they didn't think it was going to work having a small backcourt. You know, I was kind of, you know, I said I was kind of critique critiquing of it, but so far them together have been nightmares for teams. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. And they did surprise me. If you watch the Celtics game, they match up real well with the Celtics. I'd probably be, a, as a Celtics, you know, as for Celtics fans, you probably wouldn't want to play them earlier on or, you know, through the playoffs. Obviously, you got to go through it, you got to face, but they match up surprisingly well with the Celtics. And one of both matchups so far gives them. So I that's, think, you know, that's going to be something to, you know, look out, look out for. I think so, too. I, I think if you look at where things are lining up right now, I mean, depending on where the Cavs finish the season, that could be a matchup to keep an eye on if you're a Celtics fan. Because right now, the Celtics are their number one right now. Cavs are in that four seed. So they'd face the winner. And if the playoffs ended, if the playoffs started today, they would face the winner, Cavs and Nets. And so that is definitely something to keep an eye on if you're a Boston fan. Even though you got the best record in the whole league right now, um, and they're dealing with injuries, to takes the injury sauce on Boston. Exactly, yeah. But but you know that that's they're a deep team too, so they have players to fill in for positions and just play their roles. But but you know you, you can't knock Boston either. Boston is a juggernaut. Yeah, you know, where people like them or not. But uh, I guess I guess if anything else I want to look at as kind of a surprise soon, I'm going back out west though. If you really look at the Clippers, I'm talking about before before all the trades and everything. You know some of their weaknesses. You know were not no backup bigs supposedly, and you know no no true point guard. And then if you look at it, you know they've been dealing with injuries you know through season through other players that they you know that they had and you know needed. And you know the biggest critique with them is always the low management, but. You know, I just don't, I don't see no problem with it, you know, with the low management. I mean, you have players, you know, missing games, but they have a, you know, if they have a, a good, I said a good built team around them still winning games, that's a plus. I said, I guarantee, you know, LeBron early on in the season, he probably, he probably wish he could have him and AD could be able to, you know, actually low manage and, you know, still have a team that, you know, compete and actually, you know, win games against people. I 
and probably gonna probably gonna climb up with all the new additions additions that they added. And if if you watch the past, you know their last couple games before the All Star break. Obviously, they you know they gave Golden State more than they could handle, especially without Steph. But giving Golden State space out to work, which uh, people said, you know they met up with the Clippers. That would be a matchup nightmare, you know, for Steph and Clay. Them, yep. you know, for our perimeter defense just don't go having to get chased by. Because to me, the Clippers can match up with anybody. But uh, I say a sneaky matchup if you didn't watch the Bucks game. Kawhi's PG shot horrible. Uh, and you know they they ended up losing by one, but they were they were well out blowing the bus out by you know like twenty five I think at one point, and like the game wasn't you know it was it didn't seem like it would be in question, but uh it, but you know what they were doing was having Zubac guard Giannis even though Giannis ended up with fifty four because Giannis mm-hmm. is Giannis, you know Zubac 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 was doing a, a decent job on them though. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they, they switched Kawhi on them. You know, Talu switched Kawhi on them so late. You know, so late into the game. But I was like, I feel like they, they had to, they had to put door, you know, the matchup against the Bucks. They match up well against the Celtics. They beat the Celtics, you know, once this season and lost to them, you know, by like, I think by like five. But that game was close. So I was like, even the top teams in the East, they matched up well with them. And that's before, you know, they got all these trades to fix. You know, fix what they what they claimed that they were missing. The backup big and Mason Plum, another big body to throw in Lopez or you know keep Giannis out the paint. You, you know, because Giannis, you know, the the thing is, you know, him or other bigs could bully the Clippers second unit because they'll be small, no backup big. But they addressed that. You can say they got better with playmaking. You know, Bones Holland, Morshun, Eric Gorn. Uh, I, I just say now add Westbrook, another playmaker, and to push the pace, man, I say they're going to be a tough out if, if they're healthy. And like I said, Kawhi PG, I, I do believe PG still going to be that X factor. You got to be consistent, but I, I feel like you got a chance as long as Kawhi plays and just like two good perimeter defenders to throw at anybody. You know, if I say if we look at this analyzing from matchups, not far as perimeter play go. Clippers got, you know, they got guards and wings to, even defensively, you know, just to throw at teams. Whether you playing a combo of Jason, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, uh, <laughs> the Cavs, the Cavs matchup, I say in the West, you know, CP3, D-Book, you know, you can throw them around, interswitchable, you know, because they had Terrence Mann, Robert Covington, Nicholas Baton. Those guys are no slouches on defense. Norman Powell is, you know, he's not a slouch on defense. So I feel like they got other, other, other guards and wings to just, you know, throw at you and make, make life, you know, hell for your defense. Oh yeah. But like you say, we, I say this, this playoffs is going to be, be falling in and and I, I, we just gotta, I say we got to probably talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> That's KD on the songs. Oh well, hold up! I I have that I have that on this list. Um, I, I guess let's talk about the opposite end of that spectrum from biggest surprise to biggest disappointment. I got a couple teams listed on here. Um, who have been your biggest disappointments? Looking at both the East and West. Kind of nice a lot. 
But uh, the Jazz, fit, the Jazz ended up being a bigger disappointment. You know, from how they started the season, and then, you know, they had little injuries here and there. But, you know, everybody's saying Jazz going to come back down to earth. And I was like, Jazz are really are a good, a good team. <laughs> like, I was a surprise when they had their runs throughout the season. But now, it's like, uh, I kind of disappointed with where they're at right now. But it's like, should I really have been disappointed? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really, you know, the other than that, I just really don't have no big disappointments. Because versus going off and how I expected teams to be at the beginning of the season, I wasn't that far off. Didn't know Kyrie and, you know, Kyrie and Luka was going to end up together. Which is going to be a fun, you know, going to be a fun goal, but. I still don't think they have enough to win the championship. They could prove us wrong because they got amazing shooters and two good bigs. So I don't know. Maybe they could make a surprise run too. But uh, I just can't really think of a team that's you know that's like been a big disappointment because all the teams where you expect them to be at, they're kind of you know right there. I think a couple for me. I'm going to start out west. I'm going to start with the team. I think if I look at the standings that the Jazz are only a game and a half back of, even though they're in the eighth spot, it's the Timberwolves. I think when when you make a big move like they did for Rudy Gobert. Yeah, and, and, okay, yeah. Okay, I definitely see. see I you know, and, you know, Cat has been hurt this year, so that's really kind of hindered them as well. Yeah. Props to them for still sticking at eight, but I think once you you couldn't foresee the Towns injury, but when you make a move like Rudy and trade all those draft picks away, I think you're hoping to see a team that's in that top five and top four. I think in the in the West, but uh, so far it hasn't transpired. And I think for the East, they just fired their coach today, and Nate McMillan. I'm gonna say the Hawks, even though they're in the eighth they, spot. They, they fired Nate McMillan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. I'm glad to, yeah, I'm not just going to say that. I, I say the Hawks probably could have been a Hawks probably could have been a big disappointment. But uh, another one I got for you, what do you think about the Bulls? Yep. Even though they, we know they dealt with injuries, and now it sucks the loss of our miss the rest of the season with whatever lingering knee issue he has. But even with them, having, with them dealing with injuries and stuff, we still expect them to be better, at least in the East and the West. Yeah, the Bulls were definitely on my mind. I think I had them behind the Hawks, but the Bulls, yeah, they're they've been a disappointment this year too. And you know, it does suck. Lonzo's not going to get to play all this season. I mean, if we go back to last year when he was playing with them, you know, they, they were they, one exactly one, two they were good. And for the casuals that don't know Lonzo, yes, he makes that big of a difference. Just like Zion on the Pelicans makes a, a very big, big difference. Yeah, it, he definitely has. So, I, I I think those are probably some of my disappointments. And then, you know, Zion, I'm starting to get the feeling we might not get to see the full start, superstar potential that, he, that everyone thought Lonzo, I mean, Zion was going to have. Because, man, I'm just looking like, dude, is almost like Greg Oden in a sense. I'm starting to see he's just hurt every season. Maybe he could, he could be able to blossom, you know, like MB, but MB wasn't, you know, he wasn't thrown into a team already trying to, you know, put it together to contend right away. 
you know, he got the rest, you know, he got the rest up and, you know, actually heal. I just saw concerning the Hawks. I just saw Woj just said that if you remember Quinn Snyder, who who coached the Jazz, that he yeah. might be a candidate for that job, which pretty solid yeah. hire. If yeah, they, that'd be a real, I, I think it'd be a real good hire. The Jazz, the Jazz should not fire him. To be honest with you, I didn't because at the end of the day, the players don't play, but Quinn Snyder was a, a good coach, Mike. He was. There's a reason they got to. Where they did in these last few seasons, and he'll he'll be he'll be good for Atlanta because he if he the coach that you know can teach defense, he'll feel definitely make them a a great defensive team like he always did the Jazz. That's one thing the Jazz were always known for. Mm-hmm. Yep. Spider got there, you know they were known as a uh, great defensive team because Quinn Snyder preached the defense and had underrated offenses at times. So he he'll have a lot of offense with the with the Hawks, but. Uh, that that'd be a real good pickup, good signing for the for Atlanta. They oh yeah. Nate McMillan won a bad coach by any regard either. It's just that team is severely underperforming with the talent that they have. Yeah, yeah. So I think next one um, it's kind of like a de facto MVP question. Which player has been the best so far this year? And I have a few players, and I think these are all guys that are going to be in the top voting for the MVP. Joker, got to be in there. Embiid, Tatum, Giannis. I, I think if you had to make a list, I think those would be the top four um, if you had to make a list. And if you look at him, Joker, Giannis, Embiid, those guys have been there like the, the past three years, right? <laughs> I, think, I think we should, Embiid should just get, you know, finally get the MVP because Joker win the three would, you know, Joker winning three would be would be nuts. Same with Giannis, uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be obliged to you know stand out of those guys you know take it home. But I like CMB finally you know finally get one because I believe he was right there with Jokic last year, and even this year he's really competing against Jokic. Uh, you know that that's something. But but those probably been like the top three guys. Uh, trying to think anybody else that would be up for it. Mm-hmm. I'd say if, if my boy SGA, my Thunder, you know, made the play in the playoffs, especially the playoffs, you know, like, right, depending on what they do these last few games of season, could we throw him in there as a sleeper? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you, you trying to get your own guy in there. I'll, I'll get my guy in there, too. I just saw something today um, yeah, comparing. I've been playing good this season, too. He, 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 you know what? He, he definitely... Uh, should be a candidate for MVP, especially Memphis being second in the West. Well, what's funny is, so I saw stats earlier today, and they compared his stats 
with Derrick Rose's MVP season. And Josh's stats uh, across the board were uh, were better. So I'm like, you know what? My guy does have a case. You know what? I'm going to uh, yeah, I'm going to go for it. Josh should be in in the top voting for the MVP. I, you know what? I'm on board with it. And like you said, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum uh definitely he definitely should be up in that in that running. Yeah, and you know what? If it won for Tatum, I'd say Jalen Brown because Jalen's been having yeah. an awesome season too. Yeah, he he definitely can, but I think if you're going to make a list, those four, with the exception of our guys, I think those four, Joker, Embiid, Tatum, Giannis, I think those guys are probably the top four picks for who's been the best player so far and probably for MVP right now. Uh, I'm like you. I think, you know, if Embiid wins it, you know what, good for him. Um, with how he's been performing has been insane, but it's just kind of amazing that we got two big men like the Joker and Embiid playing I, at high I levels. Say three, I say three bigs, you know, playing at high levels for youngest. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think, I think people get burnt out, you know, you know, seeing the same guys, you know, get the MVP. They want to see, you know, a new, a new guy, new runner up going. Because Giannis has to, you have Joker has to, you know, they're like, okay, let's, let's, let's let somebody else probably share the wheel. And if anything, in the NBA media, it's all about narratives, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, So I think, moving on from that one, we're going to get to what you brought up uh, with uh, KD and the Suns. Do you now think, with KD going to the Suns, they're now one of the best teams, or are they the best team? In the West, I can't say they're the best team, in, you know, the best team in the West. You know, because I, I, like I see other NBA analysts, you still got to respect Joker and the Nuggets and what they're doing. Even though I'm kind of talking, you know, talking about it uh, a while back, you know, yeah, they're, they're good regular season teams, but they have to, you know, see what they do in the playoffs or, you know, we'll put them in the, the same. I'm talking about the Nuggets right now, but we'll get back. I'll get back to the Suns in a second. But, you know, it's like with the, with the Nuggets, they're good regular season team, great regular season team, but, yeah. you know, kind of flame out in the playoffs. Same could be said about the Clippers, but, you know, they've been playing with injuries the past seasons outside of bubble. But, you know, that the, the Nuggets are in a sense just like Utah Jazz with, you know, Donovan Mitchell run. Uh, and just, you know, how the Suns kind of had flamed out, you know, before K, you know, before KD, you know, making it to the finals, choke job against Giannis and the Bucks, you know, then next year, 60-plus win team, and, you know, basically just choke to the, you know, choke to the Mavericks. Then, you know, lose, lose the way that they lost in game set, people never respect. You know, now more people going to put more respect on the, you know, game than KD. But I still want to say they're the best team. They still got to figure out how they're going to feel like their bench. You know, they're signing different players here and there. But, I, you know, everybody wants to just throw them as the, the favorite to win the title now. Still, you know, of course they got KD, D-Book, and, you know, CP3. CP3 older, injury prone, where people want to believe it or not. KD older, injury prone. He's still KD, but 
you know, the biggest question has been if KD's healthy for him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Even D Book has missed time this year, so health gonna play a big fat dash with for every other contender team, but I can't even say they're the best best team yet. Because they're not even the you know, the best team right now. You can say it's from injuries, but if you watch them play games, they lost when they had, you know, had everybody else, you know, post post before before the K D trade. So we'll just have to see. We know K D gonna fit in fit in great with them. They're calling them mid range mafia. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know they're they're a good team. Well, they're going to be a good team, obviously. But I, I'm just not gonna call them the best team, you know, in the league because you know just can't take the title from the actual teams at the top at the moment. I'll say this: they have the potential to be the best yeah. team. The potential. Yeah, they're they, not there yet. They, they do, and uh, you know something I seen. Would you call them a super team though? Yeah. Uh, I think they, you know, they had, I used to look at some teams as you know having maybe a, a big three or three all stars or superstars, whichever one you want to call them. But CP3 still a star as old as he is. Yeah, obviously Devin Booker's a star. Some people look at D Book as a superstar. You know, it's to each their own. Uh, you, we obviously know KD's a superstar, and they still have a bunch of stars. DeAndre Ayton. So I kind of see the point where if you say they're a super team. They're loaded. Just like now, I was looking at the Clippers as, you know, loaded, but I never saw them as a super team. But I guess you could say Adam Westbrook would make them a super team. But some people don't even look at that, you know, as a super team because the way Westbrook was, you know, playing and, you know, how the media pointed him out for the Lakers. So, you know, it's like, do, do, you, even, do you even count? Do you count the Clippers as a super team right now? Uh, I'm kind of not sure on it, you know, with how the media wants to portray Westbrook. You know how he play, like, people still don't think Westbrook is an uber superstar. Some people say he's, you know, old, uh, washed up, or, you know, they're saying he's still a star, just that fit well with the Lakers. But would you count them as a super team right now? I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm not sure uh, they call him a super team, even though they have a big three now for sure. Paul George, you know, he's in the same book as D-Book. Some people look at him as just a star. Then some people see him as a superstar still. I say he's just a star, but, you know, the Clippers depend on him to be that guy. You know, Kawhi's not there, so obviously you could still say he's a superstar. We know Kawhi's still a superstar. But, but I'm just not – I don't know if i call him a super team. But, you know, if they win, if Westbrook balls up, then – Dude, they were a super team. You know, it, it, to me, it would actually be the first time Kawhi's been on the super team. The Spurs were old. Yeah. <laughs> really, really great team, legendary Hall of Famers, but still, you know, they were old past their prime. They won the super team, though. <laughs> In my yeah. honest opinion. Because do, do you really count Tony Parker and Mono Ginobili as superstars? Not at that they, point. Even, I'm talking about 2014, where they consider superstars when you compare them to who guys we knew were superstars. Oh, not like, at I that point. Put, I wouldn't mm. put Tony Parker. Maybe you can keep Tim Duncan up there, but you know, he was older. Because, you know, people say, Kawhi played with a super team in 2014 when he won that title against the Heat. I'm like, the Spurs were past their prime. They weren't young. They were old. Mid-30s. And they definitely won a super team. Just a really, really, really great, well-balanced team. Uh, it's like, who's the lone superstar? Maybe Tim Duncan, if you want to say that, but if you look yeah. at the numbers he was after, <laughs> you still want superstar numbers. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, 
never saw him as a super team. He just he just been fortunate, you know, to play on good teams. But uh, another interesting thing that that was brought up about them is uh, they were saying, you know, uh, Jalen Rose said it best. You know, Kawhi, people say he's not a leader. He is a leader. He just quiet goes about it. You know, you get vocal leaders and stuff. But they were like, the, look at the times that he actually won the championship. He actually had a start. I could, you could say a star point guard or a really great point guard, which they, you know they say the Clippers' biggest need is always point guard. Well, he won one Tony Parker, won one with Kyle Lowry and Fred VanVleet, who were both proven great point guards. Westbrook a proven great point guard, where you like him or not, you, know, you look at him, bad turnovers, no, you can't shoot, whatever, whatever his flaws may be. Still a star point guard and been better than half point guards around the league. You know, so I look at that as. You know, that's like a big plus. Kawhi, anytime he has a, a great guard to run with, he's, he's won the championship. That's just, that's just facts, right? Yeah. 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 So I think, yeah, Suns, they had the potential, but we still got to see them play the games. There's a reason why they play the games. And then, you know, I hate to rip on KD can't win without super teams. So that's maybe why I didn't look at the Suns as, you know, initially as a super team because I'm looking at CP3 is, you know, older. He's not a superstar. He's still a star. So, but, you know, it's just, to me, it go hand in hand if you think the Suns a super team. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to see. and we'll, we'll have to see when KD gets back and how they gel. But they had the potential to be the best team out West. They certainly got a lot of talent. Booker and Durant on the wings is terrifying to think about. And like you said, mid-range mafia, man. That's a that's a great nickname. Um CP three and K D are gonna be killing it. Uh along with yeah. Booker. But, uh, I was thinking about now pick and rolls for C P three and K D, that's gonna be deadly. Oh yeah. So next thing I have up, the other side of that Brooklyn equation. Let's go talk about Kyrie. You think it's going to work out in Dallas, or is he going to bolt for, for somewhere else in the offseason? See, you know, everyone think they think they know what Kyrie's going to do. You know, everyone, literally everyone, oh, he's leaving. He's going to L.A. to play with LeBron next year with the Lakers. He already wants to go to L.A. Then his Kyrie is like a – Kyrie is an – Kyrie is like a box of chocolates. You just don't know what you're going to give him. I can't say anything. He might hoop with Luka and, you know, might actually enjoy hooping over there. He has another superstar to play with, point blank, period. Uh, like, I, I don't know. It depends on how the season goes for him. Maybe he still leaves. Hey, Kyrie is the type of guy, you know, they, they say he could he could pull a Kawhi. You know, say the Mavericks win, he probably could still lead the Mavericks, you know. Or maybe go to L.A. like people expect him to do. You know, once season is over, he's leaving Dallas. I don't know that. And then I never give in to Kyrie's I'm um, glad to be here speeches and all that different stuff because he, he's proven that, you know, he'll leave a team. <laughs> so he has that, you know, he has that MO. You know, I just, you know, you just don't know. Kyrie's, Kyrie's just, like like I said, a box of chocolates. We really don't know. It depends. On, I, I say it just depends on how things go in the playoffs. But once again, we just don't know with Kyrie. <laughs> you could not have put Kyrie's, I, I don't know, personality any better. Yeah. The box of chocolates yeah. analogy. <laughs> yeah, because everybody, oh, he's leaving. He's leaving. Masks are dumb for training and everything just to get Kyrie for 
a, a three month rental. If even that, that's like Kyrie could probably sit out the whole next season. Who knows? <laughs> He's the box of chocolates, the NBA box of chocolates. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, kudos to the Mavs for going out and giving Luca somebody else that he can go and share and operate the offense with. But and offensively, the Mavs are Mavs are uh, a hard match a hard matchup. They 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 give you fits with their two superstars now. Oh yeah, but all the three points to them, it, it's they'll be a tough out. But I still don't think they'll just. You know, win the championship. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really kind of skeptical of this working out. I think Kyrie, honestly, is probably going to be three months and he's out in Dallas unless things just go spectacularly well where he just likes playing alongside Luka. That might be what happens, but again, Kyrie is such a fickle guy. You don't know what's going to go on. And you know, even if he does leave, the free agency going to be wild after, you know, after this season with what teams have just done through the trade deadline. So teams are probably going to be trying to clear cap space to get Kyrie. You know, everybody looks that he wants to go to L.A. How we don't know Chicago or anybody can make an offer, you know, to scoop him up and treat him. We just don't know. So that's why I'm not even sold on him just going straight to L.A. Yeah, I mean, I've I seen the rumor that, you know, maybe if a, the AD thing doesn't work, that they can do a sign and trade, get Kyrie to the Lakers and AD to, to Dallas. I Well, there's still a lot of season left to play. Listen, now, I think that'd be even crazy if something like they did happen. Luka and AD, you know, it'd just be, will AD be, be, be playing or will he be in street clubs? Yeah. But him playing with Luka, that would be nice. Yeah, I I'd really like that him teaming up with Luca. Again, it's not a guy that's gonna be uh if you have AD out there, it's not a guy that's gonna have a majority of the ball handling like he Luca is gonna have with Kyrie. But yeah. it it would be a nice pick and roll option, a nice guy to have in a second option to say, hey, go get buckets, go defend, and be the number two star um on this team. But uh, yeah, I'm really not think. I'm really thinking Kyrie. It, the whole thing is Dallas is not going to work out. But uh, <laughs> we we got twenty or so games to get of a sample size to see. Yeah, to see that experience. Yeah. So uh, credit the Cuban for going out and making the move. It's just a matter of all, if if it if it's going to work. Um. So. But, my thing is, even if Kyrie leaves, they just free themselves space to sign a, a starter's offseason. Yeah. Next to Luka. And they have enough money in the payroll. Nobody's making outrageous contract, you know, besides Luka. Like, all the role players and stuff, they're not taking big chunks of money. So, even if they could have signed a second star, they'll still have plenty of money to throw around to get good, good serviceable role, role pieces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it doesn't hurt the mass like people were thinking. You know, don't train away Dorian Finney Smith and them with him. To me, both both of the teams won the trade, but if we look at uh, you know, if we just want to pick one team to win, obviously it was the Nets. Mm-hmm. And to me the Nets, you know, they're just still loaded because like I said, they have proven starters and, you know, really good you know, really good, good role players. 
proven role players that, that, that can start on teams as well. So <laughs> that, that that gonna be fun to watch the rest of the season. And like I say, I'm I'm looking at McCall Bridges to just have a breakout into this season. Well, you know what? That's kind of you, you mentioned breakout. My next question. Well, it, it, I guess you can kind of combine the two in some weird ways. Which team do you think is going to make a run after this break? Which team is going to get hot on its way to the playoffs? Well, number one, has to, you know, been, we've been talking about it all through the podcast right now. You know, I'm going to make a run. The fan of me wants my Thunder to make a run. Like I said, I can see them making a run, but, you know, that's, you know, that's <laughs> thinking if, you know, they make a crazy run. But uh, another team to make a run, like you say, Suns might pull out, you know, when KD come back. You know, get going. Uh, we, we going from the West, anyways. I Clips, Suns. Um, who knows? Maybe Mavs. You know, they they stay on cursing straight together somewhere else with Kyrie and you know Kyrie and Luca. Um, I, I don't know if the Suns. I mean, not the Suns, but you know, if the Kings will drop different games here and there, they'll keep you know going the crazy run as well. Like say, your Grizzlies probably could pick it up, but you know, with them missing Steve-O for lift some limb, still limited time, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Golden State, you know, they, they pick it up even without Steph, because some people was like, maybe this is another blessing to disguise, let the younger guys get some more PT. And But I was like, you know, some, some of the Warriors fans saying it's just a, like a repeat of last year, Steph comes back, they get, you know, they get it going, get streaking right at the right time, but now Golden State, they got to play them, got to, you know, play good, you know, go, you know, just to keep them afloat so they won't fall out of playoff contention. You know, it's just where it is, but who knows? Maybe maybe they can, you know, get a run going. But that, that's about all I can, you know, see out the West making a run. In the East, like, I, I believe the team's still going to stay, you know, stay kind of stay put where they at. Maybe the Nets can, you know, still make a run, try to move up in the standards, but, you know, it's just like, who really can make a run in the, you know, in the East? It's kind of like the teams are setting the East where they're at. That's just my opinion, though. What, what, what do you think about that? Well, I think sticking with the East right now, looking at the standings, you know, maybe the Cavs can make a run again to that top three and overtake one of the uh, maybe the Sixers right there. But it, it'd be a, a really big effort. I mean, they're only two games back right now, but. It would be a, a big effort from them. I, I mean, I'm with you on the East besides that. I think a lot of it's going to stay the same. As far as the West, I mean, it, it's so, I don't know if parody's the right it's word. Just, yeah, like, it's to me, it kind of is, like, it's almost like, you know, people are separating, you know, Nuggets and Grizzlies. They put them in the whole year, but the teams in the West, especially now after the trades, Everybody's close to them, even what they appear from the standings. Just like I say, Nuggets lose a few games. Who's to say they don't fall back at their first? You know, same thing with the Grizzlies. Like, if you looked at it, you know, when Steve-O went down, a lot of teams don't kind of, you know, leapfrog getting closer to the Grizzlies, you know. But the Grizzlies have been, you know, fortunate. Josh still playing great. You know, they've been winning games here and there. Mm-hmm. But let's say they go on another. You know, they went on a, a big a big losing streak, though. I think they had lost six straight, you know, when Steve-O first went down or whatnot. Yeah. But I was like, you know, in the West, I, especially with all the teams outside of one and two, 
anybody lose a stretch of games, you'll find yourself, you know, looking at playing in contention. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the Lakers, you know, people, people, you know, they'll say they got better or worse. Do I see them making a run? You know, realistically, I think they're too, they're too far gone. And, you know, who say AD is going to be healthy? You know, that's just bottom line. You know, if, if AD is healthy. And we know LeBron just got hurt again. How many games is he going to miss? You know, like, they might not, you know, they might be stuck in playing in contention or might not, might still end up not making the playoffs again. So, I, I mean, like, like the West, it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of parity. In my opinion, it is through parity, but teams are just so close in the West. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be on your, you gotta be on your, be on your P's and Q's, and hopefully, you know, you just have health going. Hey, it's been the story of the West all season long. Like, no, no team is safe with how close the West is. I mean, l- looking at the standings, <laughs> I mean, the Grizzlies right now. You, you take a look at them that at the two seed. There's only what four, five games separating them from. S- the sixth spot where the Mavericks are. You know, you know, another thing people saying the East was by far the stronger conference, stronger than the West now, even though, you know, we knew the West had been the strongest conference for years. And, you know, it was kind of looking like it, it was to that point anyways, but, <laughs> but it's look, it still ended up being after all the trade stuff, the West is still by far the stronger conference. And another thing, I think people are looking at East, far as their bottom teams are really bad. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, the East, you know, they have to play the West two times a year. So a lot of their wins are definitely, you know, going against the, the lower crop of the East as well, you know, to boost the West. Not the same thing you see in the West, it's a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah. With the way the standards are right now, all the good teams are in the bloodbath in the West side. So the West is still by far the stronger conference. <laughs> it's it's like to the point where it seems like all the stars are back in the West, which is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all yeah. the big superstars. The, the East has a few big superstars, but the West is by far the stronger conference again. That's why I say, and you know, some people say whoever comes out the West just might win the championship. Even though we know Bucks and Celtics, you know, those are the top two that people expect, you know, one of those two to come out the East. Yeah. But... Don't be so surprised, you know, if the West ends up winning the championship this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a testament to how much, like you said, a bloodbath it, it really is. I mean, yeah, whoever is going to make out of the West is going to have a really tough road from the first round to the second round to the conference finals to where, man, you, you know what? Man, like, yeah. It's not like you can't say no one no one has the easiest path unless injuries, you know, ridicule it, but. Even I can't even say Andrews will play a part because a lot of teams in the West are loaded. You know, like it's gonna be you make it through the West, you're a tough round gentlemen. You know, in the East, you'll probably have to deal with two tough rounds because mainly the first round gonna be the lower, the lower end tier opponents, anyways. Maybe yeah, you know, at that seventh and eighth spot. So you know, like the East is a little bit more lenient, but the West is. You're going to have tough matchups because think about the West, you know, they're saying, like, say Golden State stays the eighth, Lakers make it in, you know, like, they're going to be, you know, if they have their stars in hand, that's going to be a tough out for whoever's one, two, 
maybe even three. You know what I'm saying? Playing those teams. Mm-hmm. We just with the star power alone that they had, because we know a superstar can win you a series. Luka won a series against the Suns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for as much, you know, much like people, like they were giving, you know, PJ and Kawhi down for struggling with just Luka, Luka, you know, he never could beat them. You know, by, you know, if they say by himself, he always had great role players and good shooters. Now he had another superstar. So now he has help. I mean, like, it, it, it's, it's going to be so tough coming out the West, man. Yeah, it is. And, I, and the other question I had tied into this, but I think we've already talked about this a little bit. I had like, can somebody like the Lakers, Warriors, or Pelicans move on up in the standings considering where they are? Like right now, Pelicans, they're seventh right now, but they've had a lot of injury troubles this year. Like health? Yeah. It's going to be the major factor for them. Even yeah. for the Lakers. Yeah. Even for, even for the Lakers. Now, now Lakers really going to need help, but we don't know. If AD will, you know, he'll be healthy throughout these next stretch of games, even though he's, he's playing now. But, you know, Le- like I said, LeBron just got hurt, missing time. I mean, man, it's, these playoffs are going to be insane and fun, I tell you that. Oh, yeah. I, I think my, my last two questions are playoff related. So we've already kind of talked about that and kind of set the stage and kind of looking at you know, what's going to happen out in the East and what's going to happen in the West. If you had to guess right now, with the 20 or so games that we have left, what do you, th- what do you think is going to look like in the East and the West in the finals? Who, which teams are the, is it going to be? First off, you always knew I was saying in the East, the Dark Horse is going to be the Cavaliers by far. Yeah. But the Celtics have been so good, you see them repeat back to the finals. Trying to take revenge, even though I think it's going to be real, real tough against that West. Uh, maybe Giannis makes it back to the finals as well. You know, those are the three teams I look to see, you know, can make the finals. And then, you know, in the West, like I said, I picked the Clippers awards before the season even started. But I go with the Clippers can make it out. You know, the Suns, Denver. Uh, you know, realistically looking at who can make it out the West. Those are like the three teams I can see make out in your grids. Because I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> like, I say those, I say those four teams by by far. Yeah, the, that's a pretty that's a but, pretty you know, strong group. I'm, I'm, I'm banking on the Clippers making it out. Oh yeah. <laughs> who knows? Maybe KD and the Suns, you know, as they should. They're just championship and bust for them. They make it out the West, but you know, those are the clear matchups. You know, you know, you can see making the finals. But I'm gonna go Clips the Suns for the West and. I'm just going with Bucks or Celtics for the East. Like I said, Cavaliers would be my dark horse. I even throw Philly because Philly actually been playing some great ball. James Harden looking like James Harden. You know, they just need help on their side. Bucks or Celtics and Suns are, Suns are, you know, Clippers. Like I say, when we could be wrong about both of them and end up in Denver or or or, or your Grizzlies. It may be there, and there would be nothing more that I would love than to be in the West Finals again. Um, oh yeah! But uh, I mean, looking at it, East I think is a very clear top four. Um, the, the second round matchups are gonna be really fun because you're gonna get if things stay the same in that second round matchup, you get Celtics Cavs, which we've discussed a little bit. 
and then you get Bucks and Sixers. Um, just really two high-level semifinals out in the East. Yeah, and, and any of those teams can, you know, you'll have your favorites and your children, but any of those teams could beat each other on any given night. Exactly. And it's, not, and, and it's not like you say, oh, you know, looking at the matchup, oh, like, oh, they're going to watch the Sixers, or they're going to destroy, nah. You know, you just can't say that for the Bucks and Sixers, and that was, a, you know, a matchup. And the Celtics and Cavs, we've seen how close they played each other. So, you know, that's – I mean, the Celtics probably would be the favorite, you know, going off record. But, but you know, like, I, I just want to be sold on the Celtics and them in the series. Yeah, so out east, I think I would I would stick with the Celtics and the Bucks. I think those are the two teams we're going to see in the east finals, which that's going to be an elite matchup. And then – out west, it, it, again, it's very tough to predict, and we can very well say whoever makes it out has a good shot at winning the championship. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of liking your Clippers and Suns pick. I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of liking it. And then to me, the Clippers had a personnel to come back, you know, Jalen Brown and Tatum doing, but also they definitely had the personnel. More so now than ever, you know, with certain teams they picked up, you know, to come back, the Bucks, you know, being able to slow down Giannis and just throw bodies and have defenders at them. Like I say, they, they, they had two, two, two legit bigs now, you know, to protect that rim, a la Giannis. Kawhi, Kawhi always does, you know, a great job on Giannis. You know, it's just, it's just a fact where if you know, like it or not, Robert Covington, I, I feel like, they're, they're the team equipped to handle both of those teams, you know, coming out there. If one of those two are, you know, if they would face them in the finals matchup. They had a personnel. The Suns, I don't think they would have, the, they don't have too much of the personnel, to, you know, to deal with a Giannis. We saw what, you know, when we saw what Giannis did to aim. And then I'm getting Jay Crowder was a huge, you know, he was good pickup for them. So, I, I mean, like, man. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's going to be tough, man. These players are going to be fun, but they're going to be tough for all these teams. But you're, I really like that Clippers Suns pick. I will say you don't count out the number one seed. They're a one seed for a reason. It's just if they can overcome that stigma of being a regular season team. Yeah, and they have to prove themselves. Yeah, that. And, uh, you know, we'll see if Joker gets his third MVP. But, I mean, listen, having Jamal Murray back, I think, is really going to help since they didn't have him last year. Mike, Michael Porter Jr. But, yep, MPJ. Like, it's, and they got Reggie Jackson, too. Yeah. Yeah, Reggie Jackson side with him. It'll be a nice, you know, nice piece. Streaky shooter and, and you know, not the best defender. But, you know, it's a good pickup for them. So, you know, since they lost Bones Highland to the Clippers. Right. I don't see why they why they let Bones Highland go. I feel like that's that's maybe a, one of the bigger L's for the Nuggets, or one of the most underrated. Uh, probably one of the bat, one of the worst moves that they could have made in the train. But uh, I guess they saw something. You know, they could have let him go. But I think he he's gonna get some shine. Well, you know, with Westbrook coming in. Yeah. Um. I'm also not going to count my Grizzlies. I think they have a decent shot. It's just like if they can overcome some of their struggles, 
And I'm also not going to count out Golden State. Yes, they got a long road to get there. But if Steph can get back, and like you said, if they get high at the right time like they did last year, we've seen what they can do. They can make a run. And Clay is fully healthy right now. And if those young guys can produce and really some good minutes here while Steph is out, that can go a long way to them making another run. Um, but I think if I had to lock in and say two, I really do like your Clippers-Suns pick. I might say Nuggets and Suns. I think the Nuggets find a way to get to the West Finals. That is, I think, if the Suns, they're not the fifth seed as, as of right now. I think if they get to the three seed... I think it's very possible we could maybe see Nuggets and Suns in the conference finals in the West. Definitely, like I said, I'm not, I'm not bad pickups. I mean, not those are not bad picks to choose. I, I mean, you can pick worse teams. I mean, that, again, we love what Sacramento's done, but I don't know if they have a shot to. Maybe they're a team that can win a series, but it just depends on the matchup. Um. I think if I had a final question to close it out, it's obviously an NBA Finals uh, discussion. If you had to pick one team right now to say, I'm locking in with them, I think they're going to win it all, who's it going to be? You already know my pick. (laughs) (laughs) I I should have known. I'm still not changing that pick. Yep, I I, should have known. I should have known immediately when I asked it. Like He's going to say the Clippers. Yeah, long stay healthy. I think if I had to lock it in right now, I think the Celtics get it done this year. You think Celtics go back and win this time around? I think so. I think they finally get it done this year. I think they're going to take what they learned from last year's finals with Golden State. They're really going to lean on that, and they're going to go back to the finals this year and they are going to win whoever they have to play out of the West. Now, is it going to be an easy matchup? No, it will not. Because, again, the path in the West is going to be really rough. But I think the Celtics, they got the ammo. And they've been the best team all season long. Um, I mean, records-wise, I mean, right now, they're a little bit better than the Nuggets. But I'm locking in with the Celtics. I think they make it back to the finals. I think... They win the chip this year. And look, real solid pick. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen. No, because I mean, I, I just, I just think the winner might, might be from the West this season. But like I say, Bucks and Celtics mainly. Yeah, I, I think those are probably two of everybody's favorite picks right now i think there's gonna be a lot of people on the sun's bandwagon but we still gotta wait on them a lot of people that will be like you and think the clippers have a really good shot there might be some that think the nuggets knock off that regular season team fatigue and they find a way to do it but i think celtics i think they present the best opportunity this year to go and get it and uh i'm locking in with them but there's no Bad choices here, I think. There's a lot of good teams at the top that, to choose from. Yeah, it's going to be a wild ride. It, it's going to be a wild ride, and we got, what, two months? Less than two months before we get there? Yeah. It's going to be a wild season. Wild rest of the season, Charles. It's going to be uh, 
<laughs> but we wouldn't have it any other way. No, uh, this this might be one of the best seasons ever. Though. It uh, it's looking like we're going to get a really good postseason too. So a wild, fun rest of the regular season leading up into a really good and really just good watching experience of a playoff uh, series out east and out west. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, Charles. We're going to be spoiled for the next few months here. <laughs> I like the fat kid who loves Kate. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up for this edition of the show, Charles. As always, it's fun to talk uh, talk hoops with you, my friend. Uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Likewise, likewise. But, uh, yeah, we are going to be in for a wild ride for these next couple months of the regular season and into the playoffs. So we'll be sure to talk all about that when that happens, but we still got some more regular season basketball to be played. But with that being said, thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to go check us out wherever you guys get your podcast. Be sure to go check out the entertainment channel. Got a couple pods up for you over there as well. Be sure to check them out. But uh, that's all we have for you all today. Have a good rest of your day. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) But uh, that'll do it for us here, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll talk to you all next time.